All right. Our reading tonight is from John 11. Uh, we're just going to do 11, um, 17 to 27, and then 38 to 44 to, to shorten it up and get the story uh, bookended there. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I say this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had, di who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've had a lot of cleaning going on this spring with our Wednesday night texts, and usually they have had a water theme. Didn't have any water in this text. But there's some cleaning, and I'll get to that later. But there's also something that stinks. <laughs> Lazarus. He's been dead for four days. Now, you're all from Iowa or, you know, probably from the Midwest. And, um, well, it's getting to be springtime. And there's been some things on the road that maybe, well, stink. You know, roadkill. It stinks. Um, in general, as soon as something dies, it starts to instantly decay. And that gives off a really bad odor. Now, we all watch a lot of CSI shows, right? And um, have you noticed, like, back when I was young, I thought it was gross to watch the, the TV show ER. Remember Goose? Now you watch that, and you're like, oh, that was child's play. And they're constantly working on dead bodies all the time, right? It's like, we just like, yeah, there's another dead body. Ooh, that's been decayed for whatever, you know? It's like no big deal anymore. We're getting, we're getting kind of desensitized to a, a dead body, um, I'm very thankful they haven't figured out smell yet on the, on the TV because I don't, yeah, I don't need that because that would, I have a feeling that will happen someday or it has happened, but I won't buy it. So 
So this, this CSI stuff or the death that we see on TV, we kind of used to seeing dead bodies there. But in our everyday life, well, we try not to think about death. We try to gloss it over. We try to, and we work really hard at staying alive, don't we? I mean, we look, we work very hard. Or we work really hard to, well, not look as dead as we are, all right? I went on a jog today. It didn't help. Um, I'm still decaying quickly in front of you. But we have, this, we have this innate desire. All living things want to stay alive. Seems reasonable, right? That's the default condition. It's a good thing. Like, we want to stay alive. But that doesn't always happen. In fact, a lot of people say it's, death is a natural thing. I was talking to Ruth about this today on her deathbed. This is not good. This is not natural. Death is awful. Death stinks. This is not the way it's supposed to be. We are, we're supposed to be alive forever, right? And when somebody dies, their soul gets removed from their body. This is an unnatural separation. This should never happen. When the Bible speaks about people, they mean all of them. They don't split them up into parts. They're humans. But death does this awful thing. It takes and separates the soul from the body. Now, it's great that we know the soul gets to be with the Lord, right? And they get to see Jesus face to face. Today, you will be with me in paradise. But then we've got this carcass, this shell that used to hold this body. Now, a lot of uh, people want to talk about what's going to happen at the end of life, right? I just had this conversation with my dad, which is always an interesting conversation. I'm glad he's realizing he's going to die someday. This is a good, good step forward for him. I'm glad we're talking about it. He goes, I want to be cremated. I want to be buried in the veteran cemetery. I want my ashes there. And, you know, I want you to say a few words and all these things. And I was thinking, do you guys go by cemeteries? And do you, do you ever think about all those people that nobody knows who they are anymore or eventually nobody will know who they are? On one hand, it saddens me because some people think their legacy is the most important thing, making sure people remember them or something weird like that, but everybody forgets. And there's all these dead bodies just in those tombs or ashes or whatever it is. I'll come back to that. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. How many of us have said that? Lord, if you just would have, we just, we just sang a bunch of songs that talked about how Jesus can just, you know, with a word, it's healed, they're good, done. Lazarus, come on out. He can literally do anything he wants. So we're like, okay, Lord, if you can do anything you want, then do what I want, which is I want this person to be healed. I want this person to be alive. It's very natural for us to want this. And this reminds me of Luke's Sermon Sunday about wrestling with God. We will wrestle, we will lose, and part of us dies, I love that, that part of us dies when we wrestle with God. 
But what's it replaced with? A little of you dies, and little Jesus fills in. So yes, uh, doesn't she sound a little perturbed with Jesus here? I mean, isn't that she have a little tone? If you would have been here, right? It's okay. You can talk to God like this. He can handle it. Because God has a plan. And I've been telling this to so many people just this week. God has a plan, but be prepared for God's better plan. I hate it when God's better plan is not what I want. Which seems to happen a lot. Wrestle. Tell God you're torqued about it. It's okay. Things are not the way they're supposed to be, are they? And this is why Jesus does something about it. So did Jesus just do something about this immediate problem? Lazarus is dead. What's he do? He brings him back to life. Now, this little section I did not read in between there. This is verses 33 to 37. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could he not, but could he who opened the eyes of the blind man also kept this man from dying? So even in this moment, He's got critics. Couldn't he just done something about this? Shortest verse in the Bible, verse 35. Jesus wept. Why would Jesus cry? He's going to bring him back to life. He's going to be like talking to him in a few minutes. It shows you that death is not good, that it should be mourned. It is not natural. It's horrible. Jesus is mourning the death of his friend, and he's mourning death in general. This is no different for us today. So ever since Adam and Eve sinned, this has been the problem. Sin enters the world, and then we die. This is not the way it's supposed to be. So why did Jesus raise Lazarus from the grave? Because lots of other times I ask God to do things and he doesn't do them. But all of a sudden, he does this. Why? Well, he tells us. Jesus said to her, did, you not tell, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I say this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Why is he doing it? Because it glorifies God. You are alive. Why? To glorify God. The fact that you're alive is for God's glory. It magnifies him. Now, there's a very... When I was a younger pastor, like five years ago, um, 
I remember standing, it was one of the first times I'd been near somebody that was on their deathbed, and I was ministering to them. And in my little pastoral companion, it told me to read something of John 11. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll read this. And I read it, and it says, this sickness is for God's glory. And I thought, oh, that's not, doesn't seem very good. This illness and death is for God's glory? This seems the opposite of that. This seems the counter of what he would want. But this is what Jesus does. He takes the most awful, horrible thing, and he makes it for good. You and I see our loved ones dying, or sick, or whatever it is. But in the end, God makes it for good, for his glory. Would you want to live the way you are right now forever? No, you're a bunch of sinners. You don't want to live like this. It's actually a good thing that you are going to not even die, like Jesus says here. He says, you will go from this life to the next. Now, I hope I'm not stealing any Easter thunder here. You can tell me right now if I am. Revelation 21, if I read a little bit of that. Okay, it's okay. Because we're like, you know, right? Yeah, you know, but it's appropriate. It's like, she says you're going to be, you're going to be raised in the last day. We know this is going to happen. Even, man, it's just great to know even Martha was an amillennialist and she understood this. This is great. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Doesn't that sound nice? That's the resurrection. That's what the future we get to have. And what a glorious day that will be. And in John 11, it says, I am the resurrection life. Whoever believes in me, though they die, yet they shall live. And she confesses, do you believe this? And she says, yes, you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. So is there some cleaning up that's going to be happening in this text? Well, we got one guy, Lazarus. He came out of the tomb, not stinky. That tomb got cleaned up, didn't it? We just read in Revelation, every tomb will be cleaned. There will be no more tombs. Everybody will be raised. And like we said at the beginning of Ash Wednesday, right? From ashes you came into ashes you will return. Well, those ashes <laughs> will be made into a brand new body. Perfect. No sin, no breaking, no mourning, no crying. That is the future we have eternally with God. And that he gets to be with us and we get to be with him. And that idea that we never truly die. You're like, yeah, I am. I'm going to stop breathing. No. You are already spiritually alive with Christ right now. And then you will just transition to that life. 
This is why Christians, we, we work really hard to, to stay alive, don't we? I'm not, it's not, we're, that's the default. We should want to stay alive. But when we die, we don't look at death the same way. When this body finally gives its last breath, I get to be with Jesus. I go from this life to the next. I shouldn't fear death at all. Our culture wants to pretend that death isn't a thing or something we shouldn't deal with. But for the Christian, we should say death is bad. (laughs) We should not want that. It's not natural. It's not the way God designed this. But he did make a way through his son Jesus. And we're going to have Easter coming up. That resurrection of Christ. He's the first fruits of all of those who will be raised to everlasting life. That is you. That is me. His resurrection is our resurrection on the last day. Now, Lazarus died again, didn't he? I wonder, I kinda, when I get to heaven, I'm like, Lazarus, what's that like dying twice? He'd be like, it's not good. Once is plenty, okay? But he uses Lazarus as an example. It's a parlor trick for Jesus. Come out of the grave. Okay, there he is. This is not a big deal for him. All of his miracles are no big deal for God. But on the last day, when we have the new heavens and the new earth, and Jesus hands the kingdom over, that will be the most glorious day. That is the glory of God that will be shown, and you living right now are his glory. And that's what I got to tell Ruth today. John 11, I read it again. This sickness is for God's glory, and I understand that better now. Because her faith that that body's going to die and that she's going to be with the Lord is a testimony to the faith that God has given her, is a testimony to what God is going to do for her, and I get to look her right in the eye that that was for her. All the promises will be fulfilled. It is for God's glory. And we all get to meet, well, you get to meet Ruth at the resurrection. And between now and then, let's mourn death, just like Jesus did, Let's celebrate the life that God has given us. But most of all, let's look forward to the eternal life in Christ. Amen? All right, we stand and pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for life. And I'm talking about the eternal one, that we get to go from this life to the next. Thank you for making that way for us. Thank you for showing us an example of Lazarus, that you will raise us up. I do pray for those who, who do mourn. I pray for those that know the, the pain of losing a loved one, but give them the hope that they get to be with them at the resurrection, that it's not a goodbye for Christians, it's until I see you later. So let's abide in that and know that you have taken care of all the big things for us through your son Jesus. Amen. Receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Have a wonderful rest of the week.